you cannot get everything. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Welcome to episode 67 of Learn and Become podcast. My name is Andre, and I'll be with you in this episode. I don't know if, you, if you've ever met a child when they're thinking about what they want to be when they grow older. And they usually go like, I want to be an astronaut, a doctor, a writer, an actor, um, athlete. They want to choose everything because somehow children still don't understand that it's not possible to do all the things we want. Come on, we only have one life, two eyes, one mouth, one brain, one body. So it is impossible to do all the things that we would possibly want. So when when kids are in this period, they usually go like, I want to be everything. And yeah, when I grow up, I'll be this, this, and that. But one thing that we know and that we experience when we grow older is that time is limited. Time is the only resource that we have that is very limited and the most important resource we have. You can think like, oh, if I had all the money in the world, I would, you would nothing if you were not alive. Or if I was like this, I would, you would nothing if you were not alive. So being alive is what makes it all possible. And when we are alive, or resource is time. So the, the, the period that we are breathing, awake, and just aware of what's happening, this short period we all have called life, is determined by time. When your time expires, you're out, you're dead, you're no longer part of the game, you are expired. And that's why you cannot do or be all the things that you would possibly want to be. Because you have a finite amount of time, and therefore, your decisions, they have to be smart, considering what you want to be or do in your life. For example, um, if somebody wants to be a professional athlete, they will have to dedicate a crazy amount of time, energy, focus. They will have to sacrifice a whole lot to get to this point where they become what they've dreamed of becoming. So this choice, one choice of becoming a professional athlete closed so many different doors it shut down a lot of doors on the other side of life. Being an athlete was possible because of lots of sacrifices, of things that you'd pro probably want to do, but you couldn't. For example, you can't be 
that's a that's a fact. You can't be a professional athlete, at least a professional soccer athlete, and be a professional of extreme sports. Because if you get hurt in, in practicing one sport, it will compromise your career in the next or in the other. So one choice, eliminate the next. Funny thing, when I was little, like little, little, I wanted to be a professional BMXer or like BMX rider. Those crazy people, they're riding the bike, jumping all over, doing all sorts of nice and, and risky tricks. That's what I want to be when I was a, a child. And then I grew a little bit older at about seven or eight years old. And I, maybe eight or nine probably. And then I found out about soccer, or I mean, I knew it was a thing, but I would say that's when I fell in love with soccer. And then I kind of left cycling and just like um, BMX to the side to invest my time, energy, mind, dream into becoming a professional soccer player, which never happened. And I don't know if I've been more focused into becoming a BMXer, it could have happened, but we never know. But anyway, one choice, compromise the next. And that's what we will be talking about today. There is even this, this book called, I don't know if it's a book or if it's just an idea. It is a book uh, called The Paradox of Choice. Listen to it. It's a quotation from the book. It was written by Barry Schwartz. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but it says, learning to choose is hard, which means it's difficult for you to know how you can choose things. Learning to choose well is harder. So if you want to have a good choice, it's even harder. In learning to choose well in a world of unlimited possibilities is harder still, perhaps too hard. So it is not easy to, to choose something, but when you have options, it becomes a lot harder. For example, if you want to have two options of food to, to eat, I don't know, you can choose. Would you like to eat, I don't know, pizza or a burger? You only got two options. So I might go like, um, yeah, it could be a burger or it could be a pizza. But let's say you have a bunch of options. Like you could choose pizza, burger, barbecue, a soup, a Japanese food, Chinese food, and all sorts of food you can think of. Do you think it would be easier or harder for you to choose? Yeah, I don't know what you thought, but rationalizing it and thinking through, it would be a lot harder because you have more options, unless you already have a favorite option in mind. For example, let's say you're a big fan of sushi and you have all those options, but you know every single time you get the sushi option, that's the one you're going to get. So you go for it every time. Or let's say you love barbecue more than anything in the world. 
you go for it. Or let's say you're Italian that loves pizza, you should go for pizza. And that's what makes the difference between choices and bad choices. Knowing what you want and knowing where you want to get is what will determine um, in parts if your choice is good, great, or not. And that's the very first point. You cannot choose all the things. It is impossible. If you want to be an astronaut, a doctor, a athlete, an extreme sports athlete, a rider, a pilot, a car race driver, it is not going to happen. It is impossible because you got a finite, limited amount of time. In the books, uh, in the book, this book's The Paradox of Choice, it also says, uh, focus on what makes you happy and do what gives meaning to your life. I would paraphrase it more like to what gives meaning to your life and that will give you a sense of accomplishment that not necessarily will be what we call happiness. But when you focus on what makes you fulfilled, you will, as a result, be content. Even if you're not like super pumped up or super excited or happy. Um, it's better to be fulfilled than to be jumping around because you ju just got too excited about a feeling you had. Anyway, just a, a, an option, a, an observation in it. But getting back to the example about food, when you eat uh, sushi, and that's what makes you, quote unquote, happy, you will know how to choose well because you know what you want. So let's let's suppose, let's just create a perfect like dream scenario for you. Let's say you want to have a million dollars by the age of 40, have a house, car, two kids, uh, a nice spouse, whether it's a, a husband or wife, um, and you want to be very connected to your family and friends. Let's say that's the perfect scenario. In this perfect scenario, a specific career is not the main goal, right? It would be having the financials, the financial freedom, having the nice house, the nice car, somebody you really love and somebody that loves you back on your side, kids in a good community friends, family, and stuff. So if that's the goal and you make all your choices based on or based off of your career, probably your choices are not aligned with what you want for your future. And it reminds me of a sentence by James Clear where he says that every action we take is a vote we cast to the type of people or to the type of person we want to be. In other words, if you want to be healthy, let's say you have 10, let's get in a day on average, we have five meals. Let's suppose you have five meals 
like an early breakfast, some snack between breakfast, lunch. You got a lunch, uh, an afternoon, like evening meal, and something before bed. Let's say five, like five meals, three main meals, two quick snacks, not like a lot. Now let's say that in those five meals you have, right? For breakfast, you get something healthy. For a snack, you get some junk snack, something that's unhealthy. Then for lunch, you get a bad lunch. Then for the next snack, you get a fruit. Then for the, the evening, for I'm sorry, that's the evening meal, you get something healthy. And then for the, the before bed snack, you get something healthy again. You got five choices in your day. Let's suppose it's like an election, right? Every choice is a vote you're casting to the type of person you want to be. You want to be healthy. If you get five options, five choices during the day, and out of those five choices, three are healthy, you are casting more votes to being healthy than to being unhealthy, which means you are becoming the type of person you want to be. But the, the, the fact is also the opposite is also true. For example, if you if you have a bad breakfast, if you just got pancakes with syrup and I don't know, like some soda for breakfast for your snack, like before before lunch or in between lunch and breakfast, you get a, a muffin and then for lunch you get a McDonald's and then your your evening meal you get uh who knows like uh another fast food and then for before bedtime you just get some cereal with lots of sugar so if your five choices were bad you are transforming you are becoming the type of person that's unhealthy so it's not very difficult to understand it's just a matter of how well you choose always having in mind that your choices are limited. You can't choose to be healthy and unhealthy simultaneously. You can't choose to learn all the things simultaneously. You can't choose to learn English, Spanish, Japanese, Chinese, Mandarin, Chinese is Mandarin, Hebrew, uh, German and Italian and Portuguese simultaneously. I mean, theoretically, you could try, but you would be overwhelmed. You wouldn't focus enough in none of them. And as a result, you wouldn't get results. You would be kind of like stuck in the same place because you're learning everything, but you're actually learning nothing. Because learning is I mean, learning to choose is hard. Learning to choose well is harder. And learning to choose well in a world of unlimited possibilities is harder still, perhaps too hard. So more importantly than, than choosing things is knowing how to choose wisely. Because if you know how to choose something wisely, if you're wise about what you're choosing, 
your life, your outcome, your results will be somehow aligned to what you are trying to do with your life. You can't choose everything, but you can choose. And if your choices are aligned with your dream future, you will get results that are aligned with your desire, with what you want to be. Connecting that to what James Clear said. Uh, in the book, it also says, the same book, it also says, we are surrounded by modern, time-saving devices, but we never seem to have enough time. Let's read it again. Listen. We are surrounded by modern, time-saving devices, but we never seem to have enough time. Which means we are surrounded. We have a lot of modern devices, tools, equipment, stuff. We have the best calendar in the world. We have the best recording device, the best computer. We have all the tools. We know how to schedule appointments. We know how to schedule meetings. We know how to, how to talk to people. We know how to record, edit, post videos. We know how to do everything. And it, it's all like saving time because it's all good quality. But in the end of the day, we never seem to have enough time. And I'm guilty of it myself. I'm always in a rush. I'm always busy. I'm always doing something. But why? And that's a, a reflection. Like, I am thinking about it too. And that's why I'm recording about it. Am I choosing wisely? Are my choices aligned with the future I want for myself, for my family? Am I taking the right decisions? Or am I just following a, I don't know, like something that, like the rat race? And that's something you have to think about if you want to somehow design a future that's nice, that's, I mean, nice in your own perspective, that's nice for you. What is nice for me, not necessarily is nice for you, and vice versa. What's nice for you might not be um, nice for me. But one thing is true, it all comes with intentionality. If you're not intentional about, about what you do, all those time-saving tools, they will just be stealing your time. They'll just be taking you away from what you really need to do or from what you, you like deep down know you have to do. If you have too many choices and you just get distracted by all of them, in the end of the day, those choices were not nice. They were not good. On the contrary, 
They just got on your way of you getting done what you needed, what you deep down wanted, what deep, deep down was the thing you would like to have done the most. So think about that. Think about it. For example, what, what I just, like in different words, it's very similar to what I said, and it's also from the book. It says, unfortunately, the proliferation of choice in our lives robs us of the opportunity to decide for ourselves just how important any given decision is. Too many choices. Uh, at all times, and it robs us of having the opportunity to decide for ourselves just like how important any decision is. Also from the book, it says that we have the tendency to look around at what others are doing and use them as a standard of comparison. We'll read it again because it's too, too awesome. We have to, we have a tendency to look around at what others are doing and use them as a standard of comparison. In other words, you look at what other people are doing to measure if what you're doing is nice. But we forget that our lives is not their lives and vice versa. So if our choices are based on what other people are doing, we're screwed. For a few, for a few reasons, we don't know how their lives will end up. And probably their idea of success and of a perfect, bright future is not the same as yours, man. So think about it. Even if we're getting as examples, uh, nice people and just like great accomplishers, such as Steve Jobs, um, Bruce Lee, I don't know like who else we could think of, but even if we're getting famous people as a reference, their lives and your life, your life is not the same. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't be inspired. You shouldn't uh, get good advices and just like good information uh, on how you decide your future. I absolutely think you should, but you cannot get all of them. Another great, great quotation from the book, choose less and feel better choose less and feel better which means if you have less choices to make you'll probably feel better and here's the reason why whenever we make a choice we lose the opportunity to know how the other choice or how the other option would have turned out that's that works like most of the time for example let's say you have the options right burger pizza sushi and barbecue 
and you go with the burger and the burger is awful go like oh man i should have like i should have gotten the pizza or the barbecue or the sushi because your bad experience made you doubt the choice you had already made and it happens for everything you you switch jobs go like i'll take this one because it's much better and then it ends up like it ends up to being something horrible you go like oh my gosh why did i take this one and not the other one but you don't know the other one could have been even worse but we never know so when you choose less, you will feel better because you not have the regret of getting the wrong choice. You not have the regret of going like, oh man, did I get it right? Or was it the right one for me? That's why. Um, so always think about it. You can't choose all the things in the world if you want to do something, do it. But if you want to do everything, you want. And you have to understand it. You're not a child anymore to want to be an astronaut, a doctor, a athlete, and all the things. And just to... to Say something about it. Let's say it, it is all aligned. Like all of your dreams, they are just compounding. Like they're, they're all in harmony. So that is amazing. There is even a name for it. It's called Ikigai. It's a Japanese concept where you combine what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you get paid for. And if you find the, the middle, like the, the gray area between all of those, just like the place where they all come together, you will find your dream job, your dream purpose, your dream thing. But if you want to do things that are not aligned, they're not hand-to-hand -hand moving forward, it is very difficult for it to happen. And it, it's even interesting to talk about the Ikigai uh, when we, since we're mentioning like the, the choices and stuff, because the Ikigai is all about intentionality. It is a Japanese concept. I learned the concept by Chris Doe from the future, which is a design business, a YouTube channel, and just like... A, school of design and business they're located in the united states and in one of their videos chris doe goes through the the concept called ikigai and he explains that it means the reason for being you know in other words that's where you combine all the things about being in a way that will be aligned with what you know how to do, what you're good at, what you get paid for, and something you love. For example, let's suppose there is a musician and they know how to play the instrument and they love it. So they, they love it. That's like their, 
their love. Let's say they're good at it. So we combine two. They love it. They're good at it. Let's say it's something the world needs. We could be very philosophical on this one, or we could be practical. For example, in the world, there are people that need to learn how to play instrument. Or in the world, there are people that need good music. Or in the world, there are some artists that need musicians to play along with them. So the world needs it somehow. And let's say they get paid to do it. So they could probably teach people how to play an instrument that's a need. They could play with families or not, not necessarily families, but with artists that need musicians. They could try to, I don't know, to have their own solo career. They could uh, also possibly just like be street artists or those days they could be internet artists. The choices are unlimited and they're all connected. But if they love how to play an instrument and they are not good at it at all, so they're not going to get paid to do it. And as a result, if they're not good, the world is probably not going to need what they have to offer. So it has to be something you like, you're good at, so you can fulfill a need in the world, and that's something you can also get paid for. And when we find this, this gray area, this middle ground, this connection between all of those things, our choices will be just much better. We know how to choose based on the future we want to, to build and not only on the right moment. Because what happens a lot of the times is, let's say somebody in their 20s uh, really want to be good at writing, for example. They love it. But they work in a place where they get to work every day early in the morning, they leave the, the work the work late at night. And in this meantime, they never have the time to write or not even to read, which is also a, a way to develop your writing skills. And as a result, years go by and they only have the time to eat, work, shower, see family, friends, go to the gym, work and repeat the cycle. If that's the if that's the case, they will be a, be old, like in their 80s, 90s, thinking, oh man, I wish I had been a writer. Lack of intentionality. Well, let's say that instead of working in this company like 12, 12 hours a day, they just go like, you know what, like I'll quit this job because I can find another job that will pay me less to work less hours. Or even in the same company, they'd go like, can I work part-time? And they, they would have to find a way to simplify their lifestyle 
work less hours, develop the writing skills, within a few years, they'll probably be able to, to make profit, to, I mean, make money out of their ability so they could quit the job and just work as a writer. So the, the world need would be met in their ability that was developed because of something they love to do. Nice, right? And as a result, they would get paid for it. It's almost like uh, a cycle that works all things together. And the main idea is finding the connection, the intersection between those four points. If you can do that, you can be more intentional in your actions, as James Clear says, will be more accurate, more precise votes towards the person you want to be. You will be able to better organize and better drive your actions based on what you want to be, what you want to do, things you want to accomplish, and just like all of it together. Um, and the writer of the book also kind of helps on decision-making. He says, most good decisions will involve these steps. Figure out your goal or goals. Intentionality, you have to know what you want to do. Evaluate the importance of each goal. You have to have a clear picture of its importance. Array the options, evaluate how likely each of the options is to meet your goal. So you have to see all the options you have. Pick the winning option. So you get the winning, like the most important option. And later use the consequences of your choice to modify your goals. So in a second chance, in a next opportunity, you can adjust your choices to whatever would have been better in the previous time. The importance you assign them and the way you evaluate future possibilities. Nice. And if we do that, we create the scenario the writer describes in a very interesting manner, which says, if you seek and accept only the best, you are a maximizer. In other words, if you choose everything, you're choosing nothing. But if you're choosing only the best option, you are a maximizer. You're taking the best out of the choices you made. You're not choosing all of them, but you're being intentional about the ones you are indeed choosing. And that's the power of being intentional, trying your best to do what you know you have to do, and truly seeking and choosing only the best. You will be maximizing your life to its biggest potential. So when we choose wisely or our future, we will somehow be more aligned 
with the desire we have right now than if we just choose just because. Another good example, someone that's trying to lose weight, if they get a burger for free, it's not worth eating it. It could be a $300 burger. Could be the best burger ever. But it wouldn't be aligned with their desired future. I'm not saying they shouldn't eat it, never. But let's say it's an everyday thing. Just got a, like a free pass to eat as much as they want for the best burger. If they do it every day, this option will be conflicting with their future, with their dream future. So it is a very good opportunity, but for that particular person, it is a terrible opportunity. It is a terrible choice. So intentionality. If you want to learn English, if you want to develop your English skills, be intentional. Don't try to do all the things on the world. Don't try to be like a pro in all the areas that you see out there. Try everything you can. Yes, do it. Try the most as you can. Experience, like, do it. That's amazing. But don't try all the options at all times. Because if you do it, you're actually choosing nothing. Never. You're just following the, I don't know, just following other people's standards and just choosing based on what's being offered to you. If you eat everything, you get obese. If you choose all the options, you're not like pointing to a healthy future. That's a nice analogy. But if you want to be intentional, be intentional starting with your simple options, with how you spend your time, with how you spend your minutes, your hours. There is a very nice quote by Joko Willink. He says that, uh, he says something like, Rome was not built in one single day and it's, it, and it's, Fall also didn't happen in one day. Rome was built through hundreds of years. And it also decayed through hundreds of years. It was not like one single day where they got defeated and everybody died. No, that was a slow process. And he says that both positive and negative are slow processes. And if you want to build a nice future, you have to think of the process that will lead you there, that will take you there, that will be the tool that will lead you to your future, um, desired future. And he says that for, for this reason, everything we do count. He says, every second counts because your seconds will turn into 
a minute, your minutes will turn into hours, your hours will turn into days, that will turn into weeks, that will turn into months, that will turn into years, that will turn into decades, that's your life. So the more intentional you can be about your seconds, about your options, about your time, the better for your future, the better for you, the better for what you want to do. Because you cannot choose all the things at all times. You cannot choose everything. You can't get all that you see. So be intentional about what you want to do Focus, be intentional, think through. And I hope you have amazing choices all throughout your life. And I hope your future is bright. And I hope you get what you want and what you've been planning for. And never forget, you cannot choose all the things. Every choice implies in a loss. So think about it. You will get something and you always lose something. Choose wisely. Thank you so much. Take care. And I'll see you in the next episode.